0: Coming up on this week's Sonic Talk, Nick's world of synthesizers, that's not me, how do you prepare for a performance, monkeys versus synths. And the g an iPhone-based guitar hardware interface with a difference. Sonic Talk is brought to you by Yamaha. Please check out the OMV 96i at a store near you. And by Mac Pro Video. Save up to 20% on all downloads by visiting the URL sonicstate.com forward slash mpv. That's sonicstate.com forward slash mpv. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic number 269. The uh, brightly um, brightly witted amongst you may have noticed that last week was 268, but there was no 267. That's because I am an incompetent. But besides that... Um, I'd just like to say thank you for joining us this week uh, sonicstate.com forward slash live every Wednesday we're streaming this this video and we're also streaming the audio there's a live chat room for those of you who uh, want to join us in fact we have a good uh, a nice fulsome amount of people here today so uh, thank you very much for coming in and we've also got uh, three panellists here uh, we've got I think we'll go to Mark Tinley first because he's in a different scene where are you Mark you look like you're somewhere else what's going on here
1: I'm, I'm in the cellar of my house in the
0: green room the green room is that like green. where you keep your guests before you bring them upstairs to have conversations with you? <laughs> uh,
1: no, it's the house that it's the it's the room that nobody is allowed to go to when they visit our house because it's literally where I dump all of my music tech gear and I'm surrounded by piles of CDs and broken guitars and things.
0: That sounds like very similar to what's going on in my room here. Um, except in my room I'm surrounded by not nothing broken, but uh, I've got the Casio. Uh, XWP1 right there. And then in the background, you might notice that we've got a, a new uh, white wall, kind of infinity wall set up. I just thought I'd switch the lights on so that people could see that we'd would uh, we been making progress of some kind. We've now actually changed it, changed it so the entire back end of the room is a, a, a full set. So we've got um, a lot more space to play with. But anyway, I'm sure that's not of much interest to all that many people. But... Um, Thanks for joining us, Mark. Uh, appreciate that. And uh, we will now go over to Mr. Richard Hilton, who is over there in uh, Connecticut. Sunny Connecticut, I I have no doubt, because it's certainly sunny here, so it's got to be sunny there, right?
2: Ah, It's a little cloudy at the moment, and it rained last night, but um, it is beautiful (laughs) out. The plant life is thriving. The birds are singing. It's beautiful.
0: I can hear them a little bit. Uh, yeah, we've got it hot, and I've got the air conditioning on in here, actually, because there's so many lights on now. But thank you for joining us. And you're going to be, uh, you're saying in the pre-show that you're going to be um, traveling quite a lot this month, the next couple of months, over to the UK.
2: It's true. through uh, To and from the UK a few times, and through bits of Europe as well. Um, so yeah, I'll post somewhere, I'll post the schedule so everybody can figure it out. Excellent
0: thank you very much i look forward to it. hopefully we might be able to hook up that'd be great fun i'd love that excellent and um finally we're going over to mr dave spears from g4 software.com who's uh, sat there um in his room i swear either your seat's getting lower or your pile of synth is, is getting higher you seem even more dwarfed by technology
3: than usual <laughs> like that yeah at the end of the week yeah, well, I can play them like
0: that. <laughs> Excellent. So Dave's here yeah. from uh, G4 Software, makers of fine uh, musical instruments. In fact, um, I believe we timed it. It's time to perfection. The Propeller Propellerheads uh, developer kind of testimonial video came out today, which was pretty much um, a love fest from uh, from you lot. And you were you featured nicely. And In fact, we featured in it as well at Sonic Tour. In yeah, fact, yeah, almost yeah, this yeah. very shot. Something very similar to this shot, I believe. So. Uh, What's, what does that mean then? Does that mean your stuff's ready to go or does it mean that there's um, it's, it's just closer to go? What, what was the purpose of that video?
3: Uh, I forget when the actual release date is. it's very early June. Um, but yeah, we're pretty much there. you know we've got some patching to do, and yeah, it's just it was really exciting actually to kind of get it. Um, to be honest, Chris has kind of managed this more than I've been involved. My bit will come in a minute, but he's dealt with all the kind of graphics and the programming side of things, kind of liaising with that. So, yeah, it's it's, um, it's really exciting and actually getting that vid because they came over and filmed it a couple of months back and then when, when I saw it this morning, I'd kind of woken up in my blurry state and kind of went, oh, wow, wow, yeah, right, let's get out of bed and go to work. <laughs> Excellent. So it's kind of nice and optimistic. So what um, can you tell us what it is that you will be releasing? There were a couple of shots
0: in there, weren't there, that looked um... – Uh, Yeah, look like they could tell us something.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um. First of all, we're doing the Tron. Ah, We're kind of doing Retron. Yeah, exactly. We thought it was a nice, nice name, rack extension Tron. Uh, But it's kind of it's very it's similar to the Emtron Pro, but the sounds in it from the off will be we've done a deal with the Streetly guys, obviously because they're the original tapes. So this will be a kind of, this is a kind of special edition. Ah,
2: and, okay. then we're,
3: and then we're gonna, we've got something else that I'll... I, I'm only kind of going to talk about things when I know that they're absolutely ready <laughs> and I know that the back panel was being worked on today or being finished today. So that's really exciting, this ability to interconnect things. So you're going to you're say, gonna take
0: the Apple approach, start wearing a, blue, a black um, neck shirt and uh, only talking about things when they're ready to ship, right?
3: Yeah, that's the man... Well, you know, blimey. me. <laughs> yeah i used to wear a black polo neck shirt and then i maybe when i took it off and started wearing other things we started completely missing all of our schedules there you are so yeah maybe kind of slipping back into that would be a good thing no it's really (laughs) exciting for us and you know it was kind of nice company to be in but i said it in before we were online i still think the best comment of the entire video goes to the utonic guy who said you flip it over to the backside and that's where the magic happens
0: <laughs> that's the thing ah yes well anyway um well i i guess i'm gonna have to now the, the end problem about this is i'm actually gonna have to uh spend some time getting to know reason and spending some time on it which is kind of a bit uh
3: a bit daunting, just in terms it's really of... It's exciting for us because, like, when we originally released the Tron, initially, and, and I think I've said this story a few times, is that what we got was a lot of CDs in from people with kind of remakes of prog rock stuff. And for us, that was like, yeah, well, we, we kind of work for the original people. And whilst it was nice to get this stuff in, it didn't really inspire us to kind of... And we were kind of looking at each other for, on a few occasions thinking, we've created a monster. So but now, in then, Reason, it'll all be dance beats, yeah? Well, what then happened was you had a lot of trip hop guys started using it, and and people just using it who like a younger generation who didn't have any of this kind of prog baggage, but they knew that they loved that kind of old vintage vibe sound or those strings or that flute sound. So they started using it in a very kind of fresh and different way, and that kind of blew us away when we started getting those CDs in. And I was kind of, you know, it's sort of our hope with this, really. It's kind of why we chose it as the first project that another generation of Reason users will come up in a different way.
0: Well, I wish you the best of luck of that, and we'll obviously keep close attention to that. Uh, Meanwhile, I think we're going to go and join our first topic of the day, which was incidentally also sent in by you, Dave, Spotted, and uh, it span off some other interesting stuff. So Here we go. (laughs)
1: The two oscillators can be controlled separately.
0: This is Nick's world of synthesizers, uh, who I will actually now bring up online here. Um, This is uh, I discovered this. This guy has put a couple of things up online, and he basically makes his own synths. It's quite interesting, um, a lot of the stuff. He says, I've been making musical instruments for about 10 years. With all my inventions, I'm trying to make something special you can't buy anywhere else, Uh, which I'd say was true. Uh, I mainly use analog electronics to build my instruments. I think analog has sound is timeless because of its infinite depth and character.
2: Uh, Nick's World of Synthesizers. What a great.
0: Th- what, I mean, some of the things that he made were absolutely fantastic, I thought. Dave, where did you actually um, first hear of it? I mean, how did this come to your attention?
3: actually dean uh, from dean from imonster you know i did this thing in sheffield last week uh he said that this guy's a mate of his and in fact i can see that dean's done some demos and i started looking at the and first of all i just looked at this chaos engine thing which i really like love the sound of and i think it's like 80 quid so i've got to have at least one of these and then i started looking at the videos and seeing the slinky that Giant slinky machine. Oh, yeah, that was was great. It sounded raucous when he was bowing it and stuff. Absolutely brilliant. And he's, uh, yeah, he's kind of Sort of in a grand
0: piano kind of casement with, uh, there was some very interesting, I wasn't sure what was going on with those knobs where it changed the level of the, uh, seemed to change the, he got this really amazing phasing and all sorts of stuff going on. Um, It just screamed beautifully. It did, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and there was the one I really liked was the harmonicon, which I think Mark it was something that you said you wanted those dolly mixture type things. There it is there.
1: Yeah, I like the dolly mixtures. <laughs> I wonder if
0: I can find a sound for it. It just sickle of me. <laughs> I might be able to play that. We can just quickly play. It, it just sounded absolutely.
1: It's like
0: a harmonium only uh, mad. Yeah. And the one thing that there's some pictures of it here, and there's the keyboard, and he's developed his own kind of like uh, octave setup. But the one thing that's brilliant, there's a little quote at the bottom of it which says, When I finished making it, I was very pleased how rich the sound was. I don't really know why it sounds so good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
0: <laughs> which is kind of what you want from any mad synthesizer boffin kind of chap, isn't it? Yeah,
3: I love it. This whole, um, when he goes in his cave and kind of does all those bits and pieces, it's just like, it's so British. Man in a shed. Even better, man in a cave Total making matters. synthesizers. Mark,
0: I'm guessing that you might have found this sort of somewhat inspiring, with being with you, that you've got some kind of circuit bending um, uh, background to your to your <laughs> history and you. And uh, were you inspired by this?
1: I I'm always inspired by people like this and things like this. And um, I mean, I think I. Uh, Let's see. I I did a physics O-level when I was at school, and I was so rubbish at physics that me and this friend of mine, Scott Brynan, decided to take the electronics option, and what that meant was playing around with oscilloscopes and making things. So um, I've always liked making things, getting the soldering iron out and mucking around with stuff. Radios are always good. Poking around in circuit-bending radios. I've always done that since I was like about 15 years old. And I've made synthesizer. I made an octavider out of a a uh, medium-wave radio. I have no idea why it turned it into an ultrified. <laughs> <laughs> it just worked. I'd put my finger on. I'd open the set up and then put my finger on various different places until something went, zzzz, and then I'd think, right, okay, that constitutes an input because it's humming, so it must...
0: Disclaimer, it, folks, uh, don't put your finger on things that are powered by mains.
1: Yes, well, I, that happened later.
0: <laughs> of course, it's bound to, isn't it? <laughs>
1: black and white television into a guitar amp, which was great until I left the guitar on the radiator and the strings exploded because they were all live. And of course, the radiator was earth. So, (laughs) wow, that's amazing. (laughs) You know, know, holding on to like a two forty volt or higher voltage rail. You know, (laughs) and it's it is. I I do I like the
0: kind of the idea of this kind of slightly eccentric almost totally unqualified to be on camera and obviously doesn't enjoy that part of it very much. But it's still, you know, just making this a brilliant stuff. There's all sorts of brilliant things here. Rich, did you get a chance to check this out? I mean, there's, there's some lovely, uh, lovely sounding electronics here.
2: Yeah, I looked, through, I looked through the videos. They were fun. I mean, I don't have a lot to say about it, except that I uh, love the spirit of adventurism that comes with a guy who wants to build his own like that um i think that's cool and it reminds me of the beginning days where i'd run into guys with paia kits and stuff except this is even more homebrew than that and occasionally i'd run into guys with more homebrew than that back then too but not so much in the intervening years so i think it's really kind of encouraging yeah. in that regard no, and uh, it was interesting
0: Lovely stuff, though. Nick's Uh if you want to get an opportunity to go and uh, check that out. We've got uh, stuff like uh, the Beast, the, the Harmonicon Oscilloscope, the Springtron, the, the Slinkies is fantastic. The String Resonator sounds beautiful as well. I haven't checked everything else. The Plate Reverb, it just looks really kind of Plate Reverb. I mean, that really does look like a big plate. You know, there's nothing. There it is. There's nothing more you can say to <laughs> yeah, it. It's a very big yeah, yeah. plate of steel in a box, which is kind of what an EMT is anyway. But uh, obviously, a bit with a bit more finesse to it. But uh, yeah, thoroughly recommended and uh, lots and lots of uh, yeah. Reminds of the Harry says it reminds of the duotron spirit, which is the uh, uh duan. Sorry, Genotron, which we saw at uh, Nam. Uh, just that kind of crazy boxed stuff uh, electronics. Very very nice. Right, what do we got next? Uh, Ah yes. Let's see if I can get this to play. I'm trying to play things from the browser at the moment, just in case uh, we get busted for for the video side of things. So if I'm there, then it's all all right. Apparently, this is the uh, National Brass at Sympos- the, uh, the National Brass Symposium. Uh, this was, in fact, uh, the brass section of the Boston Pops. Well, here he is. Just making a little funny about
2: uh, how, they, how they warm up. I'll skip through it. A little bit yeah you know the BSO brass is a really unique sound you could say it's the hall maybe you could say it's the hall maybe you could say it's the way we articulate really though I think it has to do with how intense we all are about our individual warm-up Oh and our and our group warm-up group warm-ups are absolutely crucial.
0: Right, as you can hear there, that was a kind of uh, amusing uh, anecdote from the various people in the, in, the, in the brass section only. They didn't go into the warm-ups of anybody else. But first of all, I wondered: you know, are there any kind of routines that you lot have or know of people who, before they go on stage or perform, have a very specific, because we are creatures of habit. You know, I mean, like, for instance, when I'm doing the podcast, I mean, it's not particularly kind of like a, a major performance, but it, I have to kind of focus and zone in. If I get people coming around and sort of talking to me and just kind of trying to make conversation i really can't handle it i need to sort of zone in on what i got to do otherwise i just lose it and i can't concentrate on what i need to do and I, i'm guessing for playing there's a similar principle i'm guessing rich you're the guys playing in kind of large venues uh um, probably on a, a more regular basis than the rest of us i mean have you got a particular ritual that you follow or are you kind of pretty easy going when it comes to that
2: yeah, I sit in the dressing room and wish I had a proper keyboard to warm up on while I watch the other band members warming up. That's my ritual. <laughs> <laughs> After all these years? Uh, yeah, because there just never is one, and it's fine. I don't, I'm not complaining. It just would be really nice to play for about 10 or 15 minutes before I went on because it would get, it gets you, like any athletic participatory event in your life, when you first start out doing it isn't your best. You need a little time to get your body into it and right. things, the blood pumping and things moving and the, the muscles loosened and you get to your peak performance a certain portion of the way into doing it. And so the idea of warming up is to get past that so that when you show up on stage, you're ready to go. And the guitarists and the horn players are very <laughs> glad to be able to do that. Well, I suppose they just And the drummers. And the you, how, how
0: many octaves would you need to make it work? I mean, could you just do it with like you have like a little octave or two octaves?
2: No, 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 no. no. I want I, no, no, no. For me, I need four octaves and a weighted keyboard, but um, I mean, f- more than four. In other words, I need to be able to play four octave scales in an a weighted keyboard and things like that on a weighted keyboard and get my sense of lateral motion. Um, no, I'm picky that way. I'm a no, piano. Not, player. Sir, no, I just wonder whether that.: I'm a piano that, player since it, I was like really it's, little. But so, it, sounds, mean, it but
0: sounds to me like there should be a product out there, like something that you can have in a case that just flips open and you've. No, got some like, guys carry. Some guys carry that stuff. I really, we, you can not get that kind of thing. We don't.
2: Uh, it's not really in the rider.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, it's quite an obscure piece of equipment. Unless you've got a, another, you know, if you whatever you're hiring, just hire me another one so I can have it. Well, in right. The no,
2: room. and there is a, usually a spare, but it's up on stage, and that's mm-hmm. not usually where the dressing room is, especially at a festival. Right. Of course. Yeah. We're doing a lot of festivals right now, but even. Any pretty much very rarely do I get to warm up. I'm not here to complain about it. It's just you said. No, but
0: circumstantially, I can imagine. That's my, that my...
2: ritual. <laughs> I sit there and I watch everybody else warm. Up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Interesting. Uh, are there any kind of uh, particularly weird uh, warm-up routines you've come across, or you know, behaviour with uh, with people? Uh, obviously, names. Uh, no names, please. But. Uh... There must be, I mean, one gets exposed to all sorts of things. I mean, when I was doing a lot of live sound there, people get into all sorts of weird mental zones, particularly singers before gigs.
2: Well, yeah. the strangest thing like that I ever saw was a woman showed up for a recording session with her hypnotist. <laughs> I mean, that's not really related to your question, but it's just in terms of what, hap- what do people do to prepare for their performances, that would fall into the most weird category. Um.
1: That sounds like a sensible thing to do to me, but.
2: There you no. go. See? <laughs> you know, and the, well, who am I to say? And the guy was great. I really enjoyed talking to the guy, the hypnotist. So, you know, and who knows if she's saying better or whatever? Who cares? Interesting. Interesting. Well. <laughs> Mark,
0: I'm guessing, I, I'd like to think that you have something really uh, unique that you like to do to warm up before a gig, but I'm, I'm, that's just my fantasy, probably. <laughs>
1: oh, I'd. I mean, I, don't, I haven't done, well, I did do a gig a couple of weeks ago and I didn't really do anything to warm up other than have a huge panic attack. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, it's, in some respects, that's actually what part of the warm-up is to prevent, isn't it? Because everybody's kind of slightly on the edge pre- before a gig. I mean, I know, I, I certainly would be. Um, so, I mean, yeah, just to sort of, that's why people get so touchy often about their, uh, the, about their space or their routine before this kind of level of performance because it, anything that upsets that balance can really kind of throw you.
1: The other thing I do is I do um I'm a civil celebrant, so I name um people's children. And having panic attacks when you're naming people's children <laughs> is good I'm getting myself into a, a real zone before I go and do that. And that does involve a significant amount of ritual which involves Gina keeping East well out of my way um, so that nothing can kind of zone it. And it's almost like I create this kind of bubble around So, <laughs> world of like naming someone's child. And I'm in like this kind of cosmic zone. It's ever so weird. And then I kind of step into it, do the naming ceremony. And then I come out feeling really quite high and elated. Right. So that's quite. I mean, I suppose that's the same kind of thing. It's still a performance. It's just a speaking performance and not a musical performance. But
0: yeah, no. Well, it is exactly the same kind of thing, definitely. Dave Spears. Yeah. Have got, any, got anything that you can like? For instance, before your Propeller Heads video, what was your <laughs> what was your warm up routine?
3: Yeah, it was a couple of jokes um, and a tap
0: dance
2: routine.
3: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I hallucinogenics, alcohol, anything really that's to hand. Uh, No, but seriously, I don't... Do you know, I think, honestly, whenever I've done a kind of nam presentation or any of the... A couple of minutes, peace and quiet's normally good, but normally it's so chaotic. And I like... I do quite enjoy a bit of chaos. And Chris is, you know, there's always a ton of banter going on between me and Chris. actually you don't get time to think about it so you just do it and occasionally very occasionally i'll get perhaps halfway through something and it suddenly dawn on me what i'm doing and that might throw me a little bit the worst scenario i had was when we took uh, wakeman to nam that was hilarious in fact it wasn't funny in the slightest uh because i was kind of preparing i think you guys were there filming it and stuff and i was yeah i was kind of rick and i had decided that we were i hate rehearsed stuff as you well know and rick and i had decided that we were just going to improvise the whole thing and just kind of bluff our way through it which is i think if you're passionate about something then that's probably the way to do it so we were this was like about an hour before I was kind of getting things ready on stage and just busying myself to kind of keep my mind occupied and stuff. And I looked down and Rick had just arrived and he had both arms in plaster. (laughs) And my first thought was, shit. And my second thought was, are we insured? Uh. (laughs) At which point he just grabbed the plaster and peeled them off and went, got ya. Oh, that's nice. Which was brilliant because actually that set the tone for the whole thing and it just kind of – it just makes a, – a, a joke makes everybody relax.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. I, I think I probably find that um... – I like to be, I like to know that everything is working beforehand, you know, particularly for something like this, you know, the, the part of this like, ritual for the podcast or anything that I have to do a review, whatever, I have to set things up and make sure that I know things are working because I don't want to find out that when I press a button or something out that actually I forgot to plug it in or any of that kind of stuff. So I, I, I do like to prepare and then have a moment just to sort of sit so that i can think if i've forgotten anything and that kind of thing and, and as far as musical performances go i mean so occasionally you know i might try and do a s- slightly stage managed kind of here's a patch and another patch and then i add this and that and you know there's a little bit of that to you know maybe demoing the, this keyboard or whatever and i have to do i have to go over that a few times and kind of get in the zone you know if anything interrupts that then it's all gone because i've got such a small a small <laughs> sort of memory available for now uh, that I need to kind of really drill it into myself. So,
3: yeah, I don't know. I I find that sometimes afterwards, actually, is when I kind of get a bit weirded out. I I, I remember doing one particular event, and afterwards somebody started kind of asking, like, collaring me and asking me all these kind of questions and stuff like that, and I remember being a bit snappy at the time, thinking, that's kind of not really like me. Right. But, yeah, no, interesting. But can I just say, I did find, I found these guys quite frightening, actually this video really yeah they were quite sinister i thought and <laughs> i didn't watch all of it it was quite scary <laughs>
0: um right um let me see what else have we got uh oh actually no there was something i wanted to add to this this was also brought up a question about you know what what are the uh, the personality types of an orchestra? And I just found some really good descriptions of it, and I just wondered where any of these actually uh, make so uh, make sense to you? Uh, apparently, uh, this was I found this on um, on the via Yahoo Answers, and it was posted by Sir, someone called Serious Wime. And uh, violin, way too competitive, self centered, and egotistical. Viola, the middle child. Mentali- the middle child mentality, the underdog. Violin, cello, sexiest strings players, the cool ones. I'm guessing this person might be a violin, cello player. String bass, always confused, very timid and quiet. Flute, talkative and confident. Omo, oboe, extremely organised, always punctual, also confident. Bassoon, the unique one, doesn't steal away the spotlight, but still has a ba- still is a badass. The trumpet, cocky, very confident, egotistical, centre of attention, which kind of ties in quite nicely with that video that they just <laughs> shot. I thought the tuba, ditto, but also fat. That uh, French horn, middle child of the brass woodwind, slightly lethargic, lighthearted, charming, percussion, the cool kids, confident and cliquey. And I, I'm sure we've had, talked about this before, whether there are any of those sort of personality types that ring any bells. I mean, Rich, you've done kind of a lot of big, big uh, kind of uh, film kind of sessions. Do, do, does that sound like any of that's on the mark or are we kind of, uh, is it just a way too uh, flippant to call?
2: Too flippant to call. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not necessarily off the mark either, but it's just not necessarily on the... I mean, uh, I, as, as each one of those went by, a picture of the exception flashed uh, by yeah. in yeah, my of course. head. Of course. So... But yet, it's not too far off the mark, and it's the same thing as the jokes about how do you know when the drummers were knocking on your hotel room door, it basically. It's the same province <laughs> as that.
0: I've noticed bass players are coming in for a lot of stick recently. I don't know whether that's a, uh, a generational thing, because it never used to be as far as I'm concerned. I always thought the bass players were supposed to be the kind of the ones who kept the band together. But, um, but yes, yeah, see, there seems to have been a lot of uh, bass player type jokes recently. I don't know if anyone else has been aware of that. Have you noticed those, um, Dave?
3: Yeah, and they're quite deserving. Uh, okay
0: <laughs> anyway perhaps at this point it's time to say thank you and uh, a welcome to our sponsor who are of course yamaha if i hit this button here you'll be able to those of you watching the video feed which uh, i do hope you are and are enjoying it should play any second now honestly there it is uh i want to say thank you to uh, our sponsors yamaha um the O One one v 96i is what they'd like to tell you about in fact i've just had one in for review i've had it under the uh Under the microscope here, and uh, all the things that seem to be um, bullet-pointed, such as the 16 out, 16 in, USB, audio streaming... Uh, and the refined studio quality headamps and the full suite of VCM effects and 40 mixing channels uh, are all strictly true. The mic amps actually sounded really good. I, I put a ribbon mic onto it and added like 60 dB of gain plus another 10 dB via the compressor. I might have mentioned this last week. And I just no noise was introduced. It was really quite surprising because usually I would expect some kind of background and there was no dynamics or anything of gate or, or expansion going on. And the 16-Io USB is actually very cool. It does 96K. 24 bit, 16 streams, and you can patch any of those USB IOs into any of the channels or insert points or bus inputs. Inserts really quite cool. And there's because of the way that you can uh, do that stuff with the inserts, you kind of could do away with the patch bay just by plugging everything together. It's very, very interesting and uh, very accomplished. Desk actually, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. 100 millimeter motorized faders, eight auxes, eight buses, uh, eight channel ADAT I/O as uh, standard. With a uh, there's also a YGDAI slot in addition, so you can add some more I/O to it if you need it. Uh, Studio Manager version two support, which comes with a quite a cool editor that enables you to get like a lot of visual information. Uh, if uh, you need that extra um, uh, editor, very very helpful. Uh, you can link a couple of them together as well, which means that you can really kind of go to town and get a lot of failures. very compact. And once again, um want to say thank you to Yamaha for their continued sponsorship of the show. Much appreciated. Right, let's
1: see. Can I ask a question about that? You can, Mark. Yeah. Please do. Am I right in saying that if I'm running Pro Tools 10, that I could use that as an audio interface?
0: I believe you could, yeah. There's no reason why not. Because uh, no, it's so. hardware agnostic now, isn't it, uh, Pro Tools? So yeah, yes, that would could. be no. They're not I mean they're they're not um, low cost. They're about two and a half grand. Pounds, you know there I think that 's including that, but there's a it's a massive chunk of electronics there and it does an enormous amount it 's pretty impressive and you 've got eq and dynamics on every single channel I mean really sort of round and the VCM effects actually sound pretty good you can you can put the VCM effects across insert points as well so dial up compressors and eqs and what have you and sort of stump box effect box effects and some really so you can eat a lot of the DSP in fact, what I did in the demo um, i I had a drum track that I'd been using with uh, U- uh, the UAD-2 uh, satellite, which I'd got all that up, and I just got the same thing, and I sent it all into the, uh, uh, into the Yamaha and tried to recreate the sound there, and it, was, it sounded pretty damn good, actually, and that was without any CPU load on the computer at all because it was all just coming straight out of a USB, so impressive stuff. That's enough advertising for them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, what's next? Ah, now this one. This is a cracker. Uh, now let me see if I can get this to play because I, I do like this one. This is um, here we go. Monkeys versus synthesizers been going a bit viral over the interwebs recently. Last few days. So, they got all these uh, six types, but they're not actually all monkeys because lemurs aren't monkeys and sloths aren't monkeys either. But, you know, let's not quibble, shall we? Let's just kind of, you know, uh, let's needless to say the sloth was probably the least interested in any of the equipment. But, uh, yeah, we've got some lemurs with a DX7, and uh, then they actually all have a go. So, here we go. It's Baboon with uh That's a CZ101, isn't it? Yeah, and at this point I'm getting a bit worried about the mains voltage. Yep, there's the sloth there. And I did a little cut-up at the end. Awesome. I just have to say, that was the the, the best for... Oh on, no, I, I just... <laughs> let's just go back to that last shot there. Perfect. Baboon's ass. Uh that was brilliant and and such a such a compelling concept that uh it's kind of hard to uh imagine why you wouldn't want to watch such a thing uh dave you must have seen this even <laughs> even in your uh even in your busy week this week you must have had a look at this did the, did were, were there any surprises there
3: no uh that kind of tenorion I, I wasn't sure whether it was 100 percent real or that weird tenorion thing But uh, no, I really enjoyed it, and as Chris said, it's better than some of the demos you get to hear now and (laughs) again. (laughs) But in fact, that end track I thought was massive, was brilliant. The little you missed it, you didn't play it, but it was right, right at the end where they were just kind of cutting and pasting. It was good, actually, really good fun. I quite like to do the same, but maybe with I don't know kittens.
0: (laughs) I think it might have been done, but I I couldn't help but wonder uh, some of you know putting some of these mains powered electronic instruments into cages with wild animals and uh, just i was trying to get my head around like that i mean some of them are obviously battery powered but a 909 isn't and certainly not a dx7 so i'm wondering how much of that was maybe true maybe someone had sort of dubbed it on afterwards just for effect but i mean as a piece of viral marketing it was just a piece of genius wasn't it mark you you look like you enjoyed that did you enjoy that one
1: i did enjoy it of course if you took uh, all the monkeys in the world and set them down in a computer to try and type the works of Shakespeare, you'd be lucky if they got one word and they kind of proved that now. But
0: <laughs> There wasn't anybody. I mean, it was a bit disappointed that none of them actually kind of did play any tunes, really. I mean, I, I thought there might be a bit of kind of plink, plonk, plink, plonk, plink, plonk, but there wasn't. It was mostly like they touched it and jumped a mile and ran away. Apart from, just, the, apart from the baboon who just wanted to smash it up, which is a, probably about true to type, I'd imagine.
1: I mean, they've already got um, some... I'm not responding to what you said, am I? <laughs> it doesn't um, matter. I can't so remember
0: weird. what I said now anyway. You I carry mean, on.
2: They're,
1: they're sequences in, haven't they? So they're, what they've got to do is switch various different drums on and off. There's already a human element to it before they've started, which I think is slightly unfair. I, pre- I preferred the really random, where they put the Les Paul guitar... Um, oh, with the birds. ...birds playing it, because there was something really interesting about that. I'm not quite so sure about those. Um, and 909, I mean, that didn't sound like a 909, and 909's worth an awful lot of money, and I would, wouldn't want to put one in the cage with an animal. Well, Lion in...
0: Tamarin looked fairly small and probably not going to do that much damage. I imagine it could have put a, pulled a few knobs off. I know, Rich, um, it was very flippant and kind of a little bit sort of uh, uh, tongue-in-cheek, but great. I mean, as a concept, it's a brilliant headline, isn't it?
2: Monkeys versus synthesizers. It's
0: just just genius.
2: Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy it in the same, but not even in the same way. There's a video of a cat playing a piano. Yeah. Where he puts his paw up on it. Note and he takes it down and he kind of goes, hmm. And he puts his paw up on the note again and he goes, hmm, still happens. And he tries a different note. And in animals interacting with instruments is more interesting to me when the instrument itself vibrates rather than an electronic button pushing experience, which they may not ever come to understand is connected to anything to do with yeah. the sounds they're hearing. Whereas I think there's a greater likelihood of that if it's like a piano, a thing that is vibrating under the feel of what you're touching so that you have a sense of it.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably true, actually, because uh, didn't they have, there was some sort of experiment. I mean, we may have covered this in a previous, uh, a previous one. Wasn't there um, a female chimp, Lucy, that uh, I think it might have been Gabriel was writing with? That was kind of musically, <laughs> yeah, that, wait, was, wait, wait, wait. that were collaborating yeah. on certain melodies and making changes i don't know what ever came of it. I just it's remember a dim- gorilla a, was it a gorilla? I forget what sort of monkey it was, but uh, I wonder how that went I mean that was probably uh, you wouldn't put your fair light in the cage there with that one or maybe your sing clavier or something but yeah that, that, uh, there's obviously a fascination with it, but I mean really the whole thing was all about just plugging this uh, <laughs> Vault 2012 Electronic Music Festival, which is in... Uh, where is it? It's in Uppsala. Uh, Uppsala Concert and Congress, June the 9th. Black Dog are playing, in fact, who are a really good ambient uh, act, uh, who um, just got some great albums. There was one called Spanner, which is just absolutely brilliant stuff. And uh, it's it's on in a few days, and I think that video has had an absolute pounding recently. Let's see. Well, it's only 100,000. I suppose it's not... Not masses and masses, but a great idea. Yeah. Um, but yes, there were questions I needed answering. Um, I didn't actually study it for authenticity, but I was thinking mains could be a bit of a problem. Uh, and also, as as that was demonstrated by a number of those monkeys, just wanting to destroy them, just pulling them to pieces. And uh, the 909, uh, you know, cool. okay, yeah, I, maybe you wouldn't miss... Uh, a sort of not very high, highly specified Casio, but you know some of those others. You know the 909, you'd probably be a little bit worried about,
3: would you not? Just, just put loads of DX7s in there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It'd be hard. To, <laughs> that's funny. would be hard to break off a piece of a 909, whereas that cat, that uh, monkey, didn't have too much trouble with a piece with one of the keys off of that keyboard. No. Oh yeah, there's
0: an Ansonic Mirage in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think actually, let me see if I can play that because that. Was... I might do
3: my own version. I think another version would be another video like this would be really good, wouldn't it? You go to a zoo and you can put a singer oh, okay, just push in a cage with lines Just invite him over, Dave. Let that room with you.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, that was uh, yeah, so a, a bit of fun, um, but a brilliant piece of marketing. I must have. It must have cost. I mean, how would you talk? I mean, this is the other thing. Like, I'm just kind of riffing on it a little bit because how, when you, I'm going to the zoo, okay? I go and see the head of the monkeys, the simian director or whatever he may be called. And uh, <laughs> I have a proposition to make, which is, do you mind if I put a, a load of electronic equipment into the cages with your animals and film them and see what happens?
3: Yeah, in my experience, I used to go, yeah, that's great. Help yourself. Think-
0: that would be a great idea. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just trying to kind of imagine how that meeting went. You know, the first the first part of that meeting, and then you know what concessions maybe they made. It's like absolutely not. But what if we just put them in there and don't plug them in? Or you know, I'm just I'm just really would love to know. I'd love to have maybe do a little interview with the people who made that video and just get the truth about it. Isn't that? Yes, yeah, Simeon Mobile Disco. What is that? Isn't that? Oh, very
3: of... good. That's a good band.
0: There we go. That's mechanic. So that's Simeon, Simeon Mobile, Mobile Disco. Disco. Maybe Very we should. Ma- oh yeah, and here we go. I imagine they use guerrilla filming techniques. Here they come. Oh. Here they come. They're coming in. Shock the monkey. Uh. Yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. I mean, there's a ton of it. Stop monkeying around, everyone. I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. I knew there'd be a few gags there. Thanks to the chat room uh, once again. Um, everybody out there in the chat room world, much appreciated.
3: Maybe, I mean, there's a, I know there's a lot of little small zoos and stuff closing down with the recession and stuff. Maybe they, <laughs> they just keep, thought, uh <laughs> well, maybe what we could do is, yeah, <laughs> we just could... nick that band's gear and just put it all in there. It yeah, looks like, like a, kind of Eno's you... place or something.
0: I can't imagine the advertising on 100,000 YouTube video views would get you an awful lot of uh, monkey-saving
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. revenue, to be honest. <laughs> you could sort of combine the rock tour with the circus all as one thing. <laughs> yeah, interesting
0: <laughs> idea apex twin oh my god there oh, it is oh, oh, there go. it is right there folks <laughs> nice one harry that's i think i imagine that's Harold scar um in there. thank you very much that's the best gag of the day so far yes apex twin and also very good keywords for google so i might put that in the title as well Whatever not <laughs> fantastic um, right, uh, I'm going to go to this shot because it's a bit more interesting. Right, so uh, this is the last one. This came in via the um, uh, Mac Doctor, <laughs> Tony, who's occasionally in uh, the chat uh, comes in and switches for us. Um, so let's see. If I press this button, what happens? Nothing. That's interesting. Ah, there we go.
2: This is the Gitar, the first guitar that anyone can have fun playing. Unlike a traditional guitar, the Gitar sound is produced by an iPhone docked in the body rather than by the strings. This allows you to get started playing your favorite songs quickly and easily. When you're ready to play, simply dock the iPhone into the guitar body and power it up. With no cables, you're free to take the Gitar anywhere you like. The Gitar app offers you a number of different songs and with each you have the option of choosing from three different difficulty modes. Let's start off with Easy, where you can start playing with just the open strings. Here, as the notes appear on your screen, the fretboard will illuminate each note one by one, but only requires you to play the correct strings.
0: I'm not going to play all of that, but um, it's kind of a funky idea. I mean, forget about the iPad and iPhone aspect of it, but this this is the uh, guitar, the g uh, launched on Kickstarter recently uh, as by startup Incident. Uh, it's a completely digital guitar. And it's it, it really reminded me if there was a Yamaha guitar with sort of buttons instead of strings that lit up. And it just looks like it would actually be kind of quite fun to play and learn on, um, and, and possibly MIDI aspect to it as well. I don't know what you think. I know, mean, Mark, you're actually uh, you're a proponent of MIDI guitars. This looks like it could have something going for it. And I think it's going to be about 450 bucks, which doesn't seem like a massive amount of money for all of those backlit knobs and buttons.
1: Um... No? (laughs) Fail? (laughs) uh, Yes. Yes, brilliant idea. Not fail or not. Uh, I've been trying to buy Yamaha guitars off eBay for a very long time and they're almost impossible to get hold of. The electric-shaped one. Uh, The electric-shaped one does a few more things than the acoustic-shaped one. And lots of DJ-style musicians seem to use them for inputting... Um, their music into computers, so that it's it's a sort of a viable instrument in its own right. So this looks like it's the same thing, it's like a viable in, in its own right. But why have they made it for the iPhone four when uh, they don't make an iPad in that particular shape? So it limits it to people who are on a like have an iPhone four telephone, and it limits the market or take some away from their larger potential market, which is surely like teenagers with iPads. Uh, not iPads, iPod. iPods.
0: Oh, I don't know. I didn't notice that. I mean, I mean, that's something that could be fixed, I'm sure, quite straightforwardly, unless it's something in the app that will only run on the iPhone 4GS. I mean, there's all sorts of things that you can do with shims and, you know, that sort yeah. of business
1: just noticed that, real. That was the only aspect of it I thought was uh, negative. But the rest of it actually quite pos- It looks a bit short for a guitar to me. Um, but then sometimes that's quite a good thing because then that makes it a lot easier to play. In other words, you can bend strings around a lot more if you've got shorter strings. If you put light strings on it, it can, it can be really good fun to have.
0: Right. It's interesting that it's got strings as well as... Uh, sort of fret buttons. I kind of like the idea of that. I mean, I just wonder whether or not this is this is an advance or, you know, because the last time, like I say, the last time I saw this, it was a Yamaha guitar, and that was designed for uh, educational, but the, the neck was really bendy, so I hope maybe they fixed that, but I really like the idea of it for for triggering and throwing shapes, so, and it, all that had was like a little block of six strings just on the body and then no strings going up the neck, and each one had, had a, every fret had a button, but it wasn't actually... Um, uh, it wasn't backlit or anything like this, and that's the thing that looks kind of interesting about that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe it's just not
1: yeah, it have LEDs in it and underneath the buttons to tell you what you were playing. They had two, didn't they? An easy AG and an easy EG, and I'm sure that it taught you to play the guitar. That was kind of the it's the you know the 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 more uh, marketable point of it, I suppose.
0: Yeah, KRS one in the chat room has Kent sponsors. does it cock your song up if you get a text? Uh, of course, I'm sure that's probably going to happen. I don't know. Do these things sort of things interest you, Dave? I mean, you know, it's, it's all. It's, it strikes me that something like that for that kind of price, another interface for playing into your computer, is isn't too bad. We Can consider all the trigger possibilities with that.
3: Yeah, I think I got this confused. I thought this was the iPhone five. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, things, I can't can't play guitar, and I always wanted to, and so at first I was like, oh, this could be really cool, and then after a while, when it started, like, the iPhone putting in there and doing all that kind of stuff, I was like, oh, I don't know. I think I'm probably about the only person in the entire universe that finds iPads and stuff quite dull, really.
0: Well, I wonder whether or not it would work as just a sort of MIDI interface without an iPad in it anyway. I mean, there may just not be any kind yeah, of... Yeah,
3: no, I like that. I do like alternative controllers. I spent a long time... Well, blimey, from the original... You remember that step guitar? Not, wasn't the synth I think I've talked about it before.
0: Oh, was that the one with the funny kind of... um had like a, a hand... Like, it was like a, a bow saw. <laughs> well,
3: it was, it was kind like of this. two sets of strings, but it was, oh, you no, know, no, no. it was very cool, actually. For the but it kept breaking down and it wasn't particularly cheap. And then uh, we've played on synth axes and stuff like that, that was probably about the best. Uh, And then we and then I had a whole another life around based around MIDI controllers and MIDI guitar and guitar stuff was always really hard because of the pitch bend. But I just I like the idea with this, you know, that actually you didn't have to be a guitarist necessarily to use it, Mm -hmm. that kind of appealed to me. But there is something. I've always wanted to just walk into a room and pick up a guitar and not get thrown out immediately. I want to make everybody, make everybody smile. You know, an acoustic guitar. I, I can't you deal with any of this posturing rock stuff, but.
1: You only need to know, know like C, D, and G, really, and that's it. Three chords. Yeah,
3: I like ninths and thirteenths and all those kind of oh, things. Oh,
0: you're in the wrong business. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: um... 's really rich
0: you're, you do both you, you're, you swing both ways as it were, both with the keys and the, uh, and the strings Was <laughs> <laughs> this something that might appeal to you?
2: No oh, okay absolutely no, no um, it, it doesn't appeal to me in the least but if it does the upside the good news is if it encourages people to actually play a real guitar, then it will have uh, justified its existence. Sure. The bad news is everything else. Uh, because for me, the fun of playing the guitar has to do with being in physical contact with the vibrating element, if you will, and, um, feeling that, which is much like the cat with her paw on the piano, um, feeling that vibration and to cheat your way around that because it hurts my fingers to play it on a real guitar for the first six months is just insane. (laughs) To me but as i said if it serves the function of getting somebody interested in actually playing the real thing which i understand the push button guitar hero guitars have been known to do right then it would I be. that is good
0: yeah i i didn't really think about it in those terms it was just purely as a as an interface really i mean if you because if you do play guitar a little bit already or or very well it might just be an interesting way of being able to input stuff or play other sounds or, you know, just just do things with the computer or with other instruments that uh, that might be kind of interesting. But I don't know. I mean, is it necessary? I mean, MIDI guitars are kind of pretty advanced these days anyway, I guess. Mm -hmm. I've just answered my own question there. And on that note, I've run out of topics. So uh, there was a bit of a dodo there for the last one. Sorry about that, folks, but it's a slow week. When you get to the summer... There's not much going on. You know, that's just the way it is.
3: They got a ton of funding, though, didn't they? Jeez.
0: Did they? I didn't see you. You've got got some more facts, have you? Fantastic. Well, this
3: GTAR, 691 backers, pledged a total of $261,000, and they only wanted something like $100,000. And I got completely sidetracked. I went off to this Kickstarter thing and started looking for things that might be interesting to kind of invest in, which, which was really fascinating, actually. There's some amazing stuff out there.
0: Well, there's, I mean, it seems to be quite popular in terms of, like, launching musical interfa- interfaces because there's the uh, Keith McMillan Instruments uh, Cuneo, which was done via that. Yeah, they've got 694 backers at the moment and have raised over a quarter of a million dollars. But I, I'm guessing with all of those knobs and buttons on that thing, it's going to need a hell of a lot of manufacturer investment to make sure that it works properly. I'm just going to be real hard... to to do that so what do you get if you uh invest 450 mr you get one white guitar
3: yeah that's kind of weird all of that i was looking at loads of different projects and stuff and thinking okay so if i invest a thousand dollars i'll get a beer mat
0: (laughs) best avoid those ones perhaps yeah (laughs) I uh, just wanted to, uh, a late call in there for the uh, monkey-themed synthesizer. Uh, of course, the Chimposka is, uh, is <laughs> That's very <my> good. F- <laughs> I love it. That's my favorite. <laughs> uh, let who me see who I, I can find. Chimposca who did that. too. Chimposca, yeah. <laughs> let me see if I can find who did that. That was, uh, I think they should get full credit, obviously. That's brilliant. Let me see. Uh, I'll get it for you. Uh, I've lost Audio
2: Nerd Audio Nerd oh, well done this Audio Nerd first Jim, one to come up with Jim Posca,
0: that Chimposca I think is uh Hero. Yeah, that is cracking. Well, anyway, I think that's probably... um, I haven't got anything else to add because I've run out of topics and it's five o'clock. So uh, we will be finishing a little bit early by the looks of things, but I want to thank you all for joining us, my guests here uh, on the line, but also you guys in the chat room. Uh, We've got a bit of a bumper crop this week, so I hope you've been having fun in there and uh, that the stream has been all it it can be. And um, I want to say thank you very much. We'll say thanks to Rich Hilton there, who's, uh, I'm sure... About to leap into a speeding car and make some hits, as is his wont. What a day job, eh?
2: Yes, the car is idling in the driveway as we speak. Good Room. stuff.
0: Aiming for a top twenty today, or just uh, just anything that'll uh, be inside these hot twenty. Top
2: five. <laughs> Adam Lambert's came out at number one last week. Oh. Cool. Was Which you- Niall played on, and I engineered the guitar for. So oh, well. Wow. On one song, on the song that Niall did. Obviously, this has nothing to do with the fact that Adam's <laughs> album came out at number one last week.
0: Oh, but, I, um, I disagree. Well, maybe. You are the talisman. That brings it oh, yeah. all together, you
2: see. Yeah, I'm sure. That...
0: <laughs> anyway, Rich, thank you very much for joining us. Hiltonius.com for all things, uh, Rich. And hopefully, we'll see you uh, a couple more times over the summer. Um, I know you'll be traveling a lot, but uh, with Sheik uh, well, doing some disco gigs around the world. But thank you. Thank you. And also, we've got Mark Chinley there, like being. Thank you for going down in the cellar, braving the dark recesses of your basement for us. Um, appreciate that very much. Thank you. And uh, at, and, uh, yeah, it's fine. The audio is fine, although I think there's some sort of auto gain on your system. So every time someone talks on another line, you get ducked a little bit, which you uh, might want to look at. But apart from that, it's fine. And thank you very much for joining us, Mark. LikeBeing.com.
1: Okay, very well. Why, don't, why are we not going to talk about these, um, this white thing, this topic about, uh, I that I wanted The headphones. You've left the topic off, and I wanted to find out more about it. Oh, what's that? <laughs> what's that, then?
0: Have I missed one?
1: Yeah. What was that? Yeah, then? you blue headphones for thirty nine dollars.
0: Uh, I can't see that one on my list.
1: Um, where, did that, where did I find that then? <laughs> oh, it's no, just, it was part of the guitar it's part
0: thing. Ah, I never missed that one. Sorry, that's my my mistake. Well, actually, no, it wasn't. It was your mistake. But that's not That doesn't really matter. And we could perhaps look at it next week, perhaps. I didn't, I, was, I didn't follow that link up, so um, that's why I was looking so puzzled and bewildered. <laughs> but, um, but we could do that next week.
1: Well, I think we should, because they look quite good, and I actually think I might go and buy some. If they work with the iPhone, they might be... Because um, I sleep with headphones on, you see, and the headphones I sleep with are rubbish, so i kind of I strangle myself with cables. No, uh, oh, no, you wouldn't want to do that. Okay, well well, well, we'll have a look at it. Can I have a quick plug? Of course you can suggest that people go and check out my music in the iTunes Music Store because I've gone to the trouble of uploading about 70 songs and they're all um, arriving there well, as I speak now I imagine. So if you, all you have to do is type in Mark Tinley into to the iTunes Music Store and you can go and preview it all and decide whether you like it or not before you buy it. Isn't that fabulous? <laughs> excellent.
0: Well, excellent, Mark. Of course. You may plug it. Excellent. And uh, I'll, I'll go and check it out myself. Are they all? Uh, are they all um, long players, or are there some of them your kind of uh, your famous
1: shorter compositions? Uh, there, are, there is a seven-second one in there. <laughs> Seventy-nine cents. That's a little unfair, isn't it? <laughs> but, you know.
0: Well, it's collector. It's a collector's item.
1: It is. I mean, my plan. My plan is to collect all the music I've done over the past thirty years together, and to have by the thirty.
0: I've lost you. Your audio's gone.
2: Uh,
1: oh, you back. Oh yeah. So that turned itself off after thirty minutes or an hour or something. Um, yeah, my plan is to have to to get all the music I've done over the past thirty years and put it all on iTunes and then create like a limited edition box set and sell player or something for thirty pounds, like you know, a negligible nominal. What are nominal, those? Yes. Uh,
0: Great idea.
1: Great idea. And then my my mum and my dad can buy one. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers,
0: Mark. Well, go and check it out. Mark Tinley on iTunes. Go and uh, peruse those seventy plus tracks. That sounds like a lot of fun. So thank you very much, Mark. And finally, we're going over to Mr. Dave Spears, G4 Software, who no doubt is. Uh, Working hard on getting that uh, Reason Rack Extension out there in time for the big launch. Um, well, once again, thank you very much for joining us, Dave.
3: Thank you. Great fun.
0: Right. That's it. It's a wrap.